Well, all right. Good evening. Good evening. Good evening, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome tonight to the Thursday night Wisdom Call Bible Study and Prayer. Uh, I am Pastor Lester Hayes, a man of Freedom Christian Ministry, here with my wife, Pastor Sharon Hayes. And we're also joined tonight so far with our very own Pastor Derek and Phoebe Davis of More Than Conquered Warriors for Christ Ministry. And now uh, we thank the Lord for our other leadership there, Minister uh, Elaine Smith and Minister Betty Biggles. And we just welcome all of you tonight for joining with us as we do our first Thursday night wisdom call Bible study in prayer of the year 2024. And uh, we're still excited about the truth seekers that are still seeking after God's truth and moving on to another level of believing that truth that we seek, that we discover from seeking and letting that truth be the the, the uh, word of authority that we declare. God's word, uh, Paul said the gospel is the power of God and the salvation. So we just declare, we're declaring the power that goes with that word and accompany that word. And then we have to be willing to wait patiently on the Lord to manifest those things that we believe in and declare because we know what we believe. We know who it is we believe, who said it, who spoke it, who decreed it, who commanded it, who ordered it. And we know why we believe that, amen, because he said that's the work that we do. The work is to believe. You know what I'm saying? And then evangelize based on what you believe. Share based on what you believe. Live based on what you believe. You know, and do it all by faith because that's what pleases God. And to add more to that because God is a God of increase, as we study that word to show ourselves approved and the God is working who need to not be ashamed, God will begin to give increase to his word because he said when it goes out of our mouth, it, as his mouthpiece is spokesman, it does not come back for it. There's prophetic word in the book of Isaiah chapter 55, verse 11, the King James Bible that backs that up. So we understand tonight what we believe, who it is we believe, and why we believe it. And so as we gather tonight, amen, we're going to pray, and then we're going to get right into the teaching tonight. So Father God, in the awesome, incredible, amazing name of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ, we come before your throne of grace and mercy tonight. We come, Lord God, with our bowed heads and humbled in our spirit and our hearts. Because, Lord God, we always want to be able to look up to heaven for which come at our help. And to do that, Lord, we, we have to humble ourselves, Lord God, because we believe that you are the preeminent Christ, the, the high, exalted, and lifted up one. And as we continue to lift you up, Lord God, based on what you, what you said, Lord, I put you in the limit of what you said. As we look to you, the author, finish and develop our faith, seeing that it is you that's sitting at the right hand of the Father, the high priest intercessor. We believe that you are there and you're waiting to hear us put you in remembrance of your word. And so tonight, as we come on this Thursday night, Father, we come tonight with great expectation. We come tonight believing that every word of God shall come to pass, God. You spoke it, so obviously, God, if we speak it, it's bound to happen. 
we believe this, therefore we declare this by the power and authority of your spoken word that is spirit and in life. And so we thank and praise you tonight, Father God, for giving us your word. We pray your word of healing right now over all those that we have been praying for their healing. To even include myself and Pastor Sharon, Pastor Eric, Pastor Phoebe, Mother Helen, Minister Biggles, Brother Harold, Brother Ivan, Miss Gussie Davis, Mr. C.T. Davis, and all those others, Lord God, that we've been praying for them. The young lady that Pastor Stephen uh, met and asked for prayer for healing. Many, many others, Lord God, that are looking to us to pray for them for healing. And we believe, God, that when we pray for them, Lord God, that they are healed because we pray, believe in the report of the Lord. And we believe, God, that that prayer is going to get answered, God, because it's effectual and it's fervent, God, from those who believe, God. And so we give you all the praise and glory and honor tonight as we declare healing, health, soundness, and wellness, oh God, to the body of Christ tonight, to the believers tonight, to our families tonight that are going through, that are dealing with afflictions, infirmities, sicknesses, and diseases, God. We lift up Deaconess McNair tonight, God, in the name of Jesus. We thank you for every good report that we believe right now, God, is done because by his stripes we declare healing. And so we give you praise to and honor tonight. So as we pray tonight, our Father, which art in heaven, our will be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. But thine is your kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Now, Father, we pray tonight against the dominion of sin right now that are deceiving exploiting, enticing, and manipulating, and appealing to so many right now, even the elect. But God, we pray tonight in the name of Jesus that you raise up that standard against whatever the enemy is using, God, to deceive many, Lord God, to lure them in, God, to tempt them, Lord, that they would resist, God, every attack, every temptation, God. We pray it now in the name of Jesus Christ. For it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. All right, then. So let me let me echo that statement because uh, you know I, I want people to understand uh, really where we're coming from. We really only have, <clears throat> only have one enemy, and it, it's not so much a physical enemy, even though he's using people physically. But the attack started well before what they do physically. Something tempted them, something allured them, something, you know, emboldened them, influenced them, empowered them. And that's what the power of, of that seeing of sin will do. You know, once once it's conceived, you know, we know that death will follow. Somebody's going to die as a result of it because the way to sin is death to give to God's eternal life. And we're kidding ourselves. I, I want to say this because I want to be clear about where I'm at with my walk. I live in a fleshly body. So I'm never going to get on here and tell you I will not sin. What I will tell you, I will not willfully sin. I will not just go out and commit sin because I think I can get away with it. But because we live in the flesh, it will happen. So don't fool yourself. Don't deceive yourself. But it's not something that we look forward to do. This is why Jesus said that it's common to men to be tempted. Nobody on this earth. And that's not a sin. But it's when we give in, and there'll be times when it'll happen 
and 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 we'll have a delayed reaction. But later on, the Holy Spirit will quicken us, and, and God will make a way even then for us to escape out of it. It's why we have to develop these habits where we believe that God is faithful and just to forgive us if we ask him. That's our way out. That's our, he said, I'll make a way for you to escape out of it. That's the way. So don't deceive ourselves thinking that as long as we're in this flesh, it's, it's going to happen. Mm. You know? But we don't do that to generate no fear. We don't do that to condemn nobody because there's therefore now no condemnation. But I don't want people to get this mindset because of what we're saying and think that once saved, always saved. We have to embark on a life of being a, a repentant believer where I look forward to every day waking up and asking God to forgive me because he's faithful and just. He already know what I've done, didn't do, committed, omitted. So we don't play these mind games with ourselves, you know, thinking that we so so heavenly minded, we ain't no we ain't no earthly, we so uh, heavenly minded, we ain't no earthly good. We live in a physical world. There's forces of darkness around us, gross darkness on the people, and it's on the earth. And sometimes we can get we can get in situations where it's not premeditated. You I you and I didn't plan to go out there and do it, you know. There are times I say things and think things. And I ask God to forgive me because I'm reminded that if I did it in my heart, that's just as bad as if I did it according to the scripture. So I have to ask God to forgive me for that thought. I have to ask God to forgive me. Take that away from me, Lord. Cast that down. You know, sometimes high things stay around longer in my mind than they should. I'm not running around here trying to appear to nobody. Look, let me, let me tell you, let me tell you this. Okay. God did not call us to be perfect as a lot of people think. He called us to be mature. That's the profession he's looking for. To be mature in your understanding of the relationship that we have with him. That, that's the perfection. That's the level of maturity that he's trying to get us to. But I would tell you the one thing he does perfectly require of us is that we be found faithful to him. Having no other God before him. Now that, that's a stake in the ground right there. We have to be perfectly faithful to him. They have no other God before him. That's that level of perfection that he's calling for. Because think about it. He did not say that doing everything right pleases God. He said you please God by faith. We please God by faith. And we know how faith coming. The word of God comes to sanctify us which is truth. And if, it, and if we already is sanctified as we're going to be, then why do we keep doing what we're doing, working out our salvation to see and to be and doing to the end to be saved? It's because God has begun a work. He hasn't finished the work. He's begun a work in us. And he's going to continue to perform that work until the day he comes and redeems his church out of the earth Notice what he said when he comes now, without spot and without wrinkle. There are things he's working out in us now. And that's what the work is. The important work is to believe. We learned that in the book of John, chapter 6, verse 29. A lot of us skip over believing that God is performing that work perfecting us. And we think my message, my perfect message is the key. I'm, I'm giving God's word infallible, authentic, unadulterated. Yes, yes. 
But it starts with, as we say a lot of times, being first to take it. I hope y'all hear me out there. Because if it's going to work these things in my life, I'm confident <laughs> we all should be that it's going to work in someone else's life. That's why we have to be first to take it. We have to see how it works in us. So we don't deceive ourselves. You know? And, and I hope, you know, I had a, had a lady today, and some of you might have read it on my post. Basically, she was trying to say that I sounded like a scammer. <laughs> because of the post I put out. So when I prayed that prayer today, I'm praying through the book of Romans, the first chapter. I'm praying every day until I complete that chapter. There was a lot of good stuff that was on my list to pray for last night. And a lot of it deals with the gospel of salvation that have seen that have gotten lost in the in, in Christendom. We're preaching everything but the gospel. And Paul said, I'm not ashamed of it. That's where the power is at. And we fell in to do that. That's a sin. That's why in, in chapter 3, verse 23, he tells us that. You know, and then chapter 6, verse 23, the King Day Bible, he said, We're alive if we say we're without sin. All of us have come short. All the show the glory of God. And so I, I will probably deal with the rest of that book. But right now, chapter one has just got me mesmerized. You know, and so it's really nothing to be ashamed that we haven't always been saved. We're saved not by grace through faith, but we still got to work out our own salvation with fear and tremor and do it to the end, you know, to be saved. You know, once saved, always saved. You know, and we don't save ourselves. We can't do enough good work and righteousness to, to, to please God. This is why it's got to be a daily life that we live. Walking in the truth, dealing in the truth, living the truth, preaching, teaching the truth, sharing the truth. Everything's got to be centered around the truth. Because the, the, the gospel of salvation is the only truth, okay, that saves us from the state from the sinful state that humanity is in right now. To me, that's the greatest crisis because we, 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 there's, there's the people that are responsible for preaching and teaching the sound doctrine seem to be all about something else now. And we're seeing the result of that, that, that bite of sin, that grip of sin on people. We're seeing it with clergy. We're seeing it in mega churches. We're seeing it with big name people. We're seeing it every day. More and more is being revealed. That's what the truth will do. It'll reveal what's going on in the dark. At the entrance of that word, it gives it light. But God don't want us to blindly worship him. He wants us to know what's going on. He wants us to be aware and discern all this darkness on the land and gross darkness on the people. And I got so many people out there right now would love for us to preach a pretty gospel. No, it's ugly, man. The truth can 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 it it can make people, man, feel ugly. Because it was exposed. It exposed me. It was ugly. When I had to take a look at myself back when God saved me. I was ashamed of all that stuff. But then I had to learn that God was willing to forgive me. I was going to take that chance. And here I am all these years later. Ever since they stepped in the 19th. I've been in church all my life getting away with stuff. Up until that point. 34 years old. And that relationship is 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 is. It's more important to me than any other relationship. And I think I got people on the line tonight in the test agree to, agree with me wholeheartedly. 
But at the same time, we still in the in the business of working out our own salvation with being trembling because we know what we believe, who we believe, and why we believe it. We know it was Christ Jesus, the Son of God, who saved us. There's no other name by which men can be saved. We learned that in the book of Acts, chapter 4, verse 12, King James Bible. So we ain't playing no games about who saved us and what he saved us. And we want all of our family to know this. We want the families of the world to know what we know, what we've learned. From the very beginning when we got saved, we have spent, been learning. We've been learning about how to be citizens of this kingdom that God is, is established. How to go from being a natural man in the world to being a spiritual man in the world. <clears throat> so that when he comes and, and, and establishes new heaven and his new earth and his new Jerusalem, we're going to fit right in. Then we'll get to see him the way he is because we're going to be like him. It does not yet appear what we shall be. But one thing we can attest to is that we're not who we used to be. All of us on this line should feel that way. If you're on this line, it's because you believe something about the truth. I, I know the pastors on this line believe that. I know I believe that. I know we believe that. This is why we faithfully, again, that's the perfection right there. Our faithfulness to God is perfect. But we as, as human beings living in the flesh, we're not perfect. We can't be perfect in this body. But our faith that we receive from God, and it don't have to be a lot, just a mustard seed. It's not how much, it's what you do with that that you have. And he said, if you don't doubt in your heart, but believe the things you say you're going to have. Because we're saying the word of God. It goes out of our mouth just like it's God's mouth. It don't return void. He said that's the work we're going to do. Jesus spoke when he was on the earth, what the Father gave him, the kingdom message, the Beatitudes. And he said, you go, you go, you go speak what I spoke, and you're going to have what he promised you're going to have. So why would we do anything different? So, you know, I, 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 I took the, the, the response from the young lady today who don't really know us, don't know about our reputation. I wasn't offended because I'm dead to offend. But I responded to her, and if some of you get the time, you probably can read, read my response to her. Someone did comment to my response. And out of that, they said, give me the information because I want to follow y'all. I, I want to find out more about this. Y'all preaching and teaching the word is based on how I summed that up. This ain't no game we playing, y'all. This is this is about life and death. You know, and God don't want us to die, but he wants us to live so that we can declare the work of the Lord in the earth. Uh, that's what it is. And I think I speak for a new Freedom Christian ministry, more than conquerors for Christ ministry and, and all of our leadership team. Amen. So just wanted to clear that up. So tonight, Thursday night wisdom call, Bible study and prayer. Uh, I'm going to talk a little bit from a text out of the book of uh, John, the fourth chapter, verse 44, the King James Bible. The King James Bible. And it's in a subject I want to talk from. Says, how can we believe when we can't receive? There's a lot of folks trying to receive without believing. And I've actually counseled with people and ministered and prayed for people. And, and when I ask them a question, I want to know what they believe, who they believe, you know, why they believe that. Some people believe that they've been so good and they ain't no way God going to deny them a trip. 
you know, a, a place in heaven. And I, and I can't guarantee them that as much as they put pressure on them sometimes to, to try to go there. I don't debate that. I don't argue. If that's what you believe, that's what you believe. You know, if you believe your apostle, your bishop, or whoever saved you and had not been for them, you know, you wouldn't be here. I'm not putting nobody before God. Paul said that, hey, that that name, Jesus, is the only name by which men can be saved. It's right there and documented in the book of Acts, the fourth chapter, verse 12 of the King James Bible. We have to believe that. And then we have to believe in our heart, the Lord Jesus Christ, and confess with our mouth that God raised him from the dead. Then, then when we do that, thou shalt be saved. That's right there documented in the book of Romans, chapter 10, verse 8 through 13. You can read those five or six verses. And it'll explain all that. We believe in our hearts under righteousness, but confession out of our mouth. Why? Because I'm confessing what I believe in my heart unto salvation. Two little records, you know. But how, how, how can we believe when we can't receive? You know, you got to receive the word of God. The Bible is the seed. The word is the seed. Not your thousand dollar life bill money. It's the word, Book of Mark, the fourth chapter, tells us this a lot of verses. First, you know, you got that seed, then you got that full, that ear, then you got that full blade in the ear, that, that full ear in the blade. Then there's a harvest of seed prophecy. I mean, you can read it, but you got to believe that. Do not, uh, say, do no work when God worked, Jesus Christ worked, his disciples worked. His followers and his new converts worked. His apostles and prophets worked. And God's people are to work. Now, the scripture told us what the work is. In the book of John, chapter 6, verse 29 of King James Bible, we went over this a couple of times now. That work, the most important work, starts with what we believe. Now, if we believe that, the work now is to become who we believe that we are. And a lot of us will claim in a minute, I'm a child of God. You know? And some folks lie about it because they ain't saved. And that tells you because they lied and didn't get saved, that they are also of their father, the devil, who's the father of lies. So you, 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 you're giving away who you father is based on by what you believe. And that's what you're going to receive. If you believe a lie for your salvation, you're going to receive a lie for your salvation, for your reward. But if you believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, therefore you shall be saved. If you come to God, you got to first believe that God is who he says. He said, I'm God. I am that I am. Go to them, Moses, and tell them, I am that I am. They want who is it? Who sent it? Who do I tell them sent I am that I am. You know, I'm the light of the world. You know, I'm the living water. I'm all those things that I say that I am. And so we got to believe. And a lot of times, this is why we can't receive. And we must do the, 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 the spiritual work of believing and receiving before we can do the physical work of evangelizing or sharing. You know, because of, because of, 
if I got to debate with you and argue with you, I've already gone too far. It's hard sometimes when you got them. You, you want them to, you want them, you want to open them up and put the Bible in the head, and you just, you know, you just, you just can't do it. You can't give it to them here. But, but the scriptures say this now. This is what Jesus told his disciples: When you run into a situation like that, shake the dust off your feet and move on. Go move on. Don't even bid them God's feet. Don't cast no pearls there. But if, but if they accept you and they want to hear what you got to say. Only take what they offer you. Too many people right now, man, are taking from people for the preaching and teaching of the gospel. Which God say, let the people come and buy freely what has been given to us freely. That's that's basically what I said to the young lady today when I was fun. And you buy this gospel here freely. It's been given to us freely. God has taken care of our needs. We believe that he will continue because he ain't changed. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. He hasn't changed. He was Jehovah's Jireh then. Lee Abraham saw him over there on, you know, before he was on God. God, but he said, hey, Jehovah's Jireh, my provider, and turned around, and there was a ram in the bush, so he got to kill his son to prove his love to God. And the Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 4, I think around verse 18, he said, when he believed God, God counted the righteous. Because he believed God. What an awesome thing, man, to have righteousness applied to you and counted to you because you decide to believe God and you receive righteousness. Ain't no other way we can receive the righteousness of God but through the blood of Jesus. We cry out for personal relationship with him. Intimate name. So he said that, you know, and that's all of them did that work. Jesus did that work. He believed the Father. He, he told them, I needed to do the work. He believed. Disciples believed. Now, their belief kind of got wishy-washy when Jesus left. Mm-hmm. But he took care of that too. Yeah. I'm going to pray to the Father to send you some help. He's going to send you the promise. He's going to send you a confidence, even the spirit of truth. You read the account of it in the book of John, chapter 14, 15, all the way up to chapter 12. It's all scripted right there. I take my word for it. Mm. And he did exactly what he said. Yeah. But a lot of them did not believe it. And we know Judah, what Judah did. Judas is scary. Mm. He betrayed him. He stopped believing. He wanted to see more than what the Lord was revealing to him. Mm. A lot of folks are like that. Mm-hmm. They want to see the power, but they don't want to believe. You know, they they want the knowledge. You know, they want to be flamboyant. Mm-hmm. They want notoriety, because but they deny the power of God. They want to make it about their power. That's right. But they do their success, their wisdom, their philosophy, their knowledge. That's why Paul said, "I didn't come to you with that." I told the Corinthian church that I didn't come to you with all that. I came to you with a demonstration of the spirit and power of God. You know why that's so important? Paul believed that experience he had on that gospel road. Couldn't happen. It, it hit him so hard and caught him so unprepared. He thought he was doing the work of God, persecuting, arresting them, them believers. And he ended up becoming one himself. But he had to have that encounter, that experience. That, that's my prayer. That's, that's our prayer. Is that every believer out there will have that personal visitation. See, I, I'm not trying to prove who God is to nobody. I'm just trying to defend who he is to me. Protect that. 
And I believe, because God told me, he said, you don't have to prove who I am to nobody. I can do that better than anybody. I can do that better than all the mega, whoever I'm just king. I, I, nobody can prove to people who I am like I can. Thank you, Jesus. And he said, if you get the chance, just ask them, do you want God to prove himself to you? And they say, yeah, it's on. Mm-hmm. Just tell them to ask. Mm-hmm. And so that's the work we have to do. We have to believe. And ye have not his word abiding in you, for whom he has sent, him ye believe not. Search the scriptures, for in them ye think ye have eternal life. And they are they which testify of me, and ye shall not come to me, that ye might have life. You know, search the scripture. It done told you he gives life. The words of God, as we're going over right now, their spirit in their life. But we don't believe that. And they, and says, and they are they which testify of me. Come out the scriptures, and ye shall not come to me, that ye might have life. I receive not honor from, from men, but I know you, that ye have not the love of God in you. I'm come in my Father's name, and ye receive me not. If another shall come in his own name, him ye will receive. Mm. I base that on what's going on right now in Christendom. All these people talking about what their apostle, what their bishop, and what their first lady did for them. They ain't saved nobody. They don't have no power to save you or me or nobody. There's only one name by which men can be saved. Now, y'all believe all that stuff if you want to. Spend all your money rushing off these conferences that you want to. If you really take a look right now, look at the scandals that are going on. Centered around all that stuff. Look at how many people have come out and said what they taught for years and became billionaires. Said it was all, was all false teaching. Get rid of all the books you done spent money Load your library down. Then gave the people for Father's Day and Sunday, whatever. A waste. And it's still happening today. Perversion is still going on. All this other stuff is still going on. Aggressive begging is still going on. Cash apping people is still going on. Begging, 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 begging. Being served and not serving. Celebrate my birthday, my anniversary, my this, my that. Buy me this, buy me that. Buy. I, I had to tell the person today, Pastor Sharon and I, I think I speak with Pastor Eric, we've never taken a salary from the ministry. And we're not doing bad. Because God provides for us. He supports the work. Every penny that comes to the church, go back into the ministry, support the ministry. Proving God in his house. And I challenge this person. I said, if you, if you had anybody who know what, I'm going to defend my reputation. And so he says, you know, if another shall come in his own name, he will believe. He will receive. We see that. We see it right now before our eyes. And so in the book of John, chapter 44, verse, uh, the King James Bible, uh, it says, how can ye believe? which receive honor one of another. Because you, you, you like a tug of war. You put a man before God. 
You're putting government before, um, worldly government before God's government. I, I even yesterday had someone tell me, you need to separate what you're doing for the Lord from what's going on in the government. Church and state need to be separated. No scripture now. But that's what the government that was created by the founding fathers by constitution and, 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 and legislation. But what about the, 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 the child that was born, the son that was given? What about the government that was before that government? That's the one we cater to now. We're talking about that moral and ethical government, the highest standard of government, based on what he said, not what man said. And I'm subject to the, to the laws of the land, but they're not God. I don't worship them. I don't worship the 46 presidents, none of them. I don't worship them. They were my commanding chief for you. And I, I, I respect the position they held, but they weren't my God. I didn't bow down to any of them. And if I had a moral and ethical issue with them, they knew about it. I had avenues in the system that I could take to deal with that. And I exploited every one of them. That was my right. But when it came down to God, he was reigning supreme above all of that. Worst thing could have happened to, to them <laughs> was to let me get saved and get filled with the Holy Ghost. And then it was on. I wasn't compromising. So how can you believe which receive honor one of another and seek not the honor that cometh from God only? That's been our quest, as we got say from the beginning. Do not think that I will accuse you to the Father. There is one that accuses you, even Moses, in whom ye trust. For had ye believed Moses, ye would have believed me. For he wrote of me. But if ye believe not his right, how shall ye believe my words? Y'all understand what he's saying here in these verses, verse, chapter, book of John, chapter 5, verse 38 through 47, King James Bible. What God is saying is, look, I have some real apostles. I have some real major minor prophets. I have some real soldiers. I have some real followers, disciples, apostles. And I inspired them to speak on my behalf. To be my instrument, my vessel that I can work through. And a lot of them you crucified. A lot of them you saw in hell, hung upside down, burned at the stake, killed, and wanted to do the same thing to me. But you don't take my life. I lay it down. And if I lay it down, I'll pick it back up. Unfortunately, they couldn't do that. You had your way with them. But what they said, it was written down for your learning even today. You you killed their body, but you couldn't kill their spirit, which was my spirit on them and in them. And they were inspired to speak what I told them to speak, what I inspired them to speak, and to write it down for your learning. So you might have killed the messenger, but you couldn't kill the message. You couldn't kill my word. My word is still speaking today. My word is still saving the day. It's got just as much power and just as potent today as it was then. Because I'm the same yesterday, today, and forever. That's my word. Heaven and earth 
book of Matthew, chapter 24, verse 35, King James Bible said, heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will never pass away. My written word, my spoken word, it will never pass away. You're going to have to deal with my word. And the best way to deal with it, let it be the power and the authority, okay, that saves us from this untoward generation, saves us from the sinful state that we find ourselves slipping slowly into as, as you met. That's the crisis right there. We have gone after other things besides God. And all of this stuff is failing God's people. Moses was his spokesman at the time. Moses was his voice. Moses was his representative. And because Moses let people keep him from finishing what God told him to finish, he missed going into the promised land. Didn't say he missed being with God. He said he missed going into the promised land. Did all that work and didn't get to enjoy it. Well, maybe he got something better. He wanted the witnesses. He represented the law. Isaiah represented the prophets. They say those are going to be the two witnesses that stand, you know, in the book of Revelation when before Jesus comes. I, I don't know. I'm just going by what the scriptures say. I believe the scripture. <coughs> what he told us earlier. You know, go to the scripture. Let the scripture be the answer. That's where the power is at. Again, like we said in the book of John, chapter 6, verse 29, King James Bible, Jesus answered and said unto them, This is the work of God, that ye believe on him whom he has sent. When Jesus spoke to them, they believed it. They ain't never heard nobody talk like that, preach like that, teach like that. Even when Peter was talking about it, they said they were pressed in their heart. John was a voice out there in the wilderness, man, saying, Make way for him to come. And all of a sudden, he sees and said, behold, the Lamb of God coming that takes away the sins of the world. I'm not even worried. He's he going to come and baptize you as he's talking what Jesus was going to come and do. Said, I'm, I'm not even worried of the child that that's going to change. He's going to baptize with you with something far greater than this water. Do you believe that? That's the work now. This is the work of God that ye believe first on him whom he has sent. Now we receive authority. And we can declare what he said. You know, you know, some folks just saying stuff, and you can tell ain't no anointing on it, ain't no authority on it. So they be mixing the scriptures up, chopping off this over here, the piece of that, paraphrasing. They can't really open up the Bible and just tell you what the word says. See, I got the word right here, the whole gospel right here in front of me. Chapter, book, verse, you know. King James Version, we, we, that's where we at. That's who we are. That's the level we operate at. We don't want to veer from that. We don't want to mess that up because we speak the truth in love without compromise. The infallible, authentic, unadulterated word of God. And if I take a little tittle or the little off of it, then I've changed the whole meaning. That's why we have to be so guarded and so careful. <clears throat> Some people told me, you used to preach. All you do now is teach. Well, I still preach. But when you look up what that gift is, a preacher ought to be able to be about to be apt to teach. That's right. So we do both. I'm preaching right now. That's right. I'm also teaching. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm surrounded with a greater crowd of witnesses. That's sharing is different. 
So you know, we we all we all aspire to be used by God how He want to use us. That's right. We believe that God uses our gift, not so much for us, but for His purpose. And the Bible says He set us in churches, pastors after His own heart, so that we can edify the saints, build them up, and perfect them for the work of ministry, meaning mature them for what we teach in them. That's right. How to work ministry. We just talked about now disciples work, Jesus work. I went on listening of people who work. But he said the work of God is that you first believe on him who sent him. That's who he was sent from. Work his work, not just our work. There's many out there that's working their work. They've gotten away from working God's work. And when he said the work that I do, you're going to do. And greater works. He didn't say to go make up some work. He's given us enough to keep us busy. He's the occupy till I come. Mm-hmm. I was thinking something today and said, look, we got you can take your Bible <clears throat> and you got numerous major prophets, numerous minor prophets. Why do you need new prophets right now? And we have not totally explored what they say, what they foretold, what's taking place right now and what's going to happen. You want to get ahead of what's going on? Get these minor prophets, these major prophets, and listen to them. Read them. Ask God to give you understanding. This is what he said, I want you to have wisdom, knowledge, and understanding that make for sound doctrine. He ain't trying to keep stuff from us. He's trying to reveal stuff to those who diligently seek after him. He's going to reward us with the revelation. He don't want, want us to ignorantly worship him. He don't want us to perish for a lack of knowledge. He don't want us to perish for a lack of vision. He provides all of those things to us, but it's got to be his way. We have to seek his way of doing things first so he can add these things to us that we lack. Let me finish up with this verse, this passage here, and uh, we'll bring it in. Jesus said unto him, I'm thinking in terms of work, his work, and not just our work. Jesus saith unto him, Have I been so long time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that has seen me has seen the Father. And how sayest thou then, Show us the Father? Now here's where the transition is. Believest thou not that I am in the Father, and the Father in me? The word that I speak unto you, I speak not of myself, but the Father that dwelleth in me, he doeth the works. So if he in me, he doing the work through me. Believe me that I am in the Father and the Father in me, or else believe me for the very works sake. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believeth on me, the work that I do, shall he do also, and greater work than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. Right there, he's beginning a good work in them. And he's going to the Father, but he's going to continue to intercede as the high priest, making a sermon. At the same time, he's going to send help, because the work's got to continue. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do. Hopefully it's the word of God. That will I do. 
that the Father may be glorified in the Son. Because he's the one that bought the message. <laughs> if ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. If ye love me, keep my commandments. And I will pray to the Father. And he shall give you another competence. Another competence signified who do you think I've been to you while I've been here? I done healed various diseases. I done went into synagogues. I done took care of the leopard. I took care of the one with the issue of blood. You know what I'm saying? I prayed for God to help you down unbelief. I, I've been confident in you while I was with you the whole time. I could not just walk by the fact that there were sick people. There were people with problems. I healed them. I fed them. I did. A, I, I took two fish and loaves and, and fed 5,000. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm one confident, I'm one helper, but I'm praying to the Father. He's going to send somebody else just as, just as powerful as I am, that he may abide with you forever, even the spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive. That blessed me when I read that the world cannot receive. They're going to have to come out of the world and have to give up something. They're going to have to denounce something because it sees him not. They ain't looking for him. They're looking for some man or some woman or some person. Neither knoweth him. But he wanted to know the truth and be made free by it. And if the sun sets us free, we're free indeed. So we can stand fast in the liberty of Christ made us free. But ye know him. For he dwelleth with you and shall be in you. I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Yet a little while and the world seeth me no more. But ye see me, because I live, ye shall live also. At that day, ye shall know that I am in my Father, and ye in me. And I in you. And he that hath my commandments, and keepeth them, he it is that loveth me. He it is that loveth me. I'll even say she it is, or whoever. And he that loveth me shall be loved by my father, of my father. And I will love him and will manifest myself unto him. That's why we don't need to prove nobody who God is. You know, that's in the book of John, chapter 14, verse 9 through 21 of the King James Bible. I told you, if you really want to know, just go over there and read John 14, it's all the way to the end of the chapter to keep telling you what, what, what he sent back for us. And so we're going to bring this in. Um, just remember, when you start talking about believing, you have to understand it in the Greek and you have to understand it in the Hebrew. Why? It's because God is the same. Whether it's to this, he said, hey, I don't have no respect to person. You just get different audiences. But his message is the same. Whether it's in Greek, Chaldean, Aramaic, you know, or Hebrew, you know. You have to go to the Bible and let the Bible determine these things and define these things. Yeah, you can use your dictionary. Sometimes the dictionary do do define as the Bible does, and it'll say that. But if you really want to know, just go look them up in the original language. You know, the New Testament is used in Greek, and there's a word that's called pestuo, meaning to believe. It means to be convinced of something, to place confidence in something, or to entrust especially one's spiritual well-being to Christ, okay? 
the word believe is a key concept throughout the New Testament anyway. And it appears almost 250 times throughout. There's a lot to be said about believe. Same thing with the Hebrew word meaning believe. This Hebrew word to believe is called liha amin. You know, has the same root as the word emet, meaning truth. Amen. You know, we say that a lot. And if God said it, I can say amen. That makes it true. So be it. I use that a lot. I understand why I use it because it's true. I don't use it if I'm saying something that ain't true. Or truly. We see it a lot of times that barely, barely. That's what it means. Truly, truly. Okay? And immunah, which can mean faith, trust, confidence, or loyalty, depending on the context it's used in. Jewish Bibles translate this out of the book of Genesis chapter 15, verse 6 of the King James Bible as, and he believed in someone. Okay? And it gives the name of a person here, Shem, Hashem. You know, counted him as righteousness. We see the same thing with Abraham. So you see the message didn't change from that, that passage in the book of Genesis chapter 15, verse 6 to that person. Didn't change with Abraham later on in, in chapter 39 of the book of Genesis came back up. It ain't changing in our generation. Situations, circumstances may change, but the message is the same. But it comes down to what do you believe? Who do you believe? And why do you believe it? I would say because it's infallible, authentic truth. God is not a man. He can't lie. That's reason enough. So with that said, Father, thank you and we praise you tonight for your word. We've learned much, God, from your word. We want to continue to believe your word. We want to continue to declare your word, which is the authority and the power and the salvation for all who shall believe. But how can they believe except they hear? And how can they hear except we preach it and teach it, preach it and teach it? You commanded us in the book of Acts chapter uh, 42, verse 10. You uh, uh, you told us, verse 10, I mean, chapter 10 of the book of Acts, chapter 42, I mean, verse 42 of the King James Bible. Again, Father, in the book of Acts, chapter 10, verse 42 of the King James Bible, you commanded us that we should preach and teach the word of God. We're commanded to do it to the people of God and to testify the mysteries about Jesus Christ, that he is the judge of the living and the dead. Therefore, we don't have to judge anybody before it's time. We examine ourselves in light of the scripture and determine, do we believe it? And who is it that we're believing? And Jesus challenged those disciples. You believe Moses, Moses believed me. Why don't you believe me? Because Moses believed me. We have many witnesses, many examples about it. So we thank you tonight, and we pray tonight. Now let our faith be put on display that people will understand we're able to defend what we believe, who we believe, and why we believe. Because we use your word as our witness. And because your spirit is in us, your spirit bear witness with your word. And so, Father, we thank you tonight and we give you praise. I seal this word enough. And we'll never stop uh, believing on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because in Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. All right, then. Well, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. We're going to go ahead and end right there. Hope